The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani with The Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you very much, America, for listening in. We've got a very interesting show uh, about 3.20 around then. Lydia is going to stop by for a minute because she just showed me two videos of police officers trying to make arrests. And I'm going to have her describe them. Too bad we're not on TV and we can show it to you because it's quite – I think it explains the problem that we have with out-of-control epidemic of crime. I mean, I I hate to use the word pandemic, but I think we have a pandemic of crime in the United States. It's uh, out of control. Well, let's begin with congratulating uh, the president for the first time since he's been president. I think it's the first time I've congratulated him. I I do believe that getting out of Zawahiri is a significant blow. Uh, He was number two to Osama bin Laden. He was involved in planning the September 11 attacks on our city and on our country and the the other two attacks. Uh, He is responsible for the deaths of not only those Americans, those innocent Americans, but he's responsible for the the deaths of, of many, 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 many more Americans and other innocent people. He was a dedicated uh, terrorist. And um, whenever you you, you can get rid of an iconic leader in a cult-like organization, it's always effective because, um, well, you know, even in in not, leadership means something. Think of of an army. I mean, uh, you can have the same group of troops and one general and another, and one general is going to get a lot more out of them than the other. Um, leadership is important, and these two guys were legendary evil leaders. So the elimination of Al Zawahiri is uh, a significant step in helping to control Islamic extremist terrorism, which is still a major threat not only to us but to our friends and our our our, our allies, and with Iran. Uh, trying to become nuclear than trying to create a hegemony in the northern part of the Middle East. Um, the fewer of them we have, the better, and the more we can take care of it, of it in their territory rather than ours, the safer the United States is. But it does raise the question with, with um, Pelosi in uh, Taiwan, are we ready for China? I mean, there are two major questions that have to be resolved about China. One is, are we ready for them? And number two, how compromised is our president with regard to China? Because so far, the circumstantial evidence all points in the direction is that he is highly compromised in being able to take effective action against China. Now, why would I say that? Well, it's obvious why I would say that. He took some actions that um, make no sense other than being... um, I wouldn't even say stupid because it had to be agreed upon by people in his administration who are not who do not suffer from dementia like he does. Or, uh, for example, giving up the Bagram Air Base in our in in, in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, it, it was a mistake under all circumstances. But here's why it was a critical mistake, and it shows that he does not seem to be willing to defend us against China. That was a strategically incredibly important place to defend us against China. It was 400 miles from the Chinese border. You can't get better than 400 miles from the Chinese border, particularly since China 
may possibly have gotten a lead on us with these airplanes that can go further out to sea to get our aircraft carriers than we have airplanes that can go into the interior of China. And we're got caught really in a mix-up of airplanes and, and ordering them. And it's something we have to resolve, and, and Biden is not making it a priority. In fact, our military budget is one of the few that, not, that did not get a major increase. In fact, I think based on inflation, it got a decrease. Also, uh, uh, even Miley has made it quite clear that China now has a bigger navy than we do. Now, here's a country that has said they want to overtake us by 2048. You would think a responsible president who's not compromised would be building our military to deal with that. He's being told by a, uh, by, by a communist country, a totalitarian communist country, a homicidal country that has killed 60 to 80 million of their own people, a country in which human life means nothing. He's being told they want to overtake us. and They want to rule the world. Well, the world becomes then a, a dictatorship, right, of China. So... Shouldn't a president in a situation like that, Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, just a president acting in the best interests of the United States, shouldn't that president be working on building up our military forces so that um, they are so strong that China can't challenge us? Uh, a navy that's so strong that it can effectively, and we always had this theory before, fight wars on two oceans and win them, like we did in World War II. Now, w w we, we are becoming clearly number two in the Pacific to the Chinese navy. I consider that... Uh, um, Let's call it poetic uh, treason. What are you doing? Giving up the Bagram Air Base when uh, missiles are going to start flying and the closer you are, the more effective they're going to be and the further away you are, the more defense you have? Look, I'm not a military expert. I'm just a person with common sense. Uh, this, is, this is why Kennedy didn't want uh, Khrushchev to have... Uh, missiles in Cuba. He didn't want them 90 miles away from the United States. They're a lot harder to stop 90 miles away than 2,000 miles away. You get a lot more intelligence 90 miles away than you do 2,000 miles away. I mean, by, there's no basis for giving up that air base 400 miles from China. If I also told you it was 600 miles from Iran that wants to uh, dominate the Middle East, you would say, Who's running this country? Somebody that doesn't like us? But how much, how much does that, plus his, his suspending the program, arresting uh, people who are infiltrating our colleges, uh, some professors of whom have gone to jail for sedition and uh, suspending it and reevaluating that program? What's to reevaluate? How about his unwillingness to press China on the origins of COVID? We know, I mean, you don't have to. We know where COVID came from. And they deliberately sent Chinese around the world to kill us. And he criticized Trump for cutting off the Chinese. Had he not done that and had Trump, had Biden been president, another 500,000 Americans would have died. 
And what about his uh, doing nothing about their helping uh, Russia in uh, the the uh, savage and, and barbaric war they're carrying on in the Ukraine? He's uh, yet to take a single action contrary to the best interests of China, which is very similar to his actions as vice president when he went there and was supposed to get them to back out of the Sakhalin Islands, and they did not. He failed for the U.S., and Hunter got a portion of a $1.5 billion private equity fund. You cannot escape the fact that this man has gotten $31 billion for his family from China. Uh, Are these actions affected by that? It sure looks that way. And uh, it's one thing to not prosecute him for some of the worst crimes in American history, which is 31 years of bribery and a racketeering enterprise that makes some of the ones that I've prosecuted minor. It's another thing to allow him to put in jeopardy the national security of this country against China. That's a sin. Uh, I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. If you're not yelling and screaming about this and calling your attention to this, uh, you're double-crossing our country. And look at this Taiwan thing. This didn't have to happen in a competent administration. First of all, what the hell is she going to Taiwan for? Let's let her describe. Let's go to cut 25. She's going to describe for us why she, why she went to Taiwan. If we don't have it, we can play it after. We'll play that after. But look, this should have been settled in the family, meaning their family. There was no reason for this to become a public dispute. She wants to go. The military says she shouldn't go, and the president says she shouldn't go. Once she said she wanted to go, she had to go. It was a foregone conclusion. It was stupid then for the Biden administration to express uh, their concern with it or their disagreement with it because it sounds like, again, they're owned by China and they're afraid of China and they're compromised by China. And at least in her going, she showed that we're not. But what do we need this for right now? What does it prove? What does it accomplish? Be a lot more effective if we had started a major investigation of how they spread COVID around the world and killed people in Italy and killed people in Germany and killed people in England. And because, you know, that we're going to have to turn those countries off against China. That'd been a much more effective thing to do than the symbolic going to Taiwan. So let's listen to let's listen to number twenty five before we uh, before we uh, take a break. There's one other I want to listen to also. This is Pelosi number twenty five. The um, president earlier, uh, well earlier in his term, talked about a strong emphasis on the Asian Pacific. Uh, he he has visited there, as vice president's visit there, the Secretary of Commerce and others, and uh, we want the Congress of the United States to be part of that initiative. Of course, as a West Coast person, we see the Pacific as, you know, that's our our home. We're part of that as well. That is not to diminish the importance of our uh, transatlantic relationships as well. But uh, it's, it's, I'm very excited, should we go uh, to the countries that you'll be hearing about along the way. I mean, is she more screwed up than he is in the head? I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, he is definitely more screwed up in the head than she is. But uh, that's a good reason to go to Taiwan and create an international incident. I mean, I, uh, look, but 
This is very complicated. She shouldn't have brought up the issue in the first place. Let leave, uh, let sleeping dogs uh, lie. Please don't get insulted if you love dogs. I love dogs too, but let them sleep. They're sleeping. Once having brought it up, however, then the administration should not have expressed such fear of China or such dominance by China. When we have out there the major question, how was Biden affected by getting $31 billion from China? And he's already given up the most critical air base that defends us. Someday I'll figure out how the American people process all this uh, and, and the media. This has been such a horrible presidency. It, uh, and this is on a day in which he's got a victory in killing al Fahiri, but... Also, you don't want to go to China because we don't know what our policy is. I think this is number one, uh, cut number one, where Biden says we're going to defend uh, uh, Taiwan. Let's play. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. Well, in fact, it's a commitment we didn't make. And his uh, immediately within one day, his State Department had to take that back. And he hasn't taken it back, and they haven't taken it back. So now, should Taiwan be attacked by China, uh, I don't know, Biden's going to want to attack, and the government's not going to want to attack. So maybe he'll go fly his own plane over there like they did in Dr. Strangelove and get on top of the bomb or something. Who knows? One never knows in this administration. Or maybe he'll flip a coin. But if he flips a coin, they better write down heads and tails because he might forget. Like heads, I'm going to bomb. Tails, I'm not. And then it, heads. Wait, no, I don't. I don't uh, bomb, not bomb, bomb. Joe, if you're going to do the heads, tails thing, you know, this is the problem of having a demented man with his finger near the red button. Please, please deliver us from it. We'll be back with Lydia right after the break to talk about what happened in the streets of New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And Lydia brought to me, uh, uh, showed me these two uh, clips of what went on in the streets today. It's hard, you know, hard to describe because they're video. But, you know, you go back to the time that that police officer was hit with the water and he put his, he put his shoulders down and he walked away into, since then, and then all the riots and, uh, this is going on all over America, and it, it's just going to have to stop. And Could you describe this to us, Lydia? I mean, I, it, it, well, uh, they happened in the aftermath. There are two separate incidents. They happened after the Dominican Day Parade, which was over the weekend. And in the first incident, what makes it so disturbing is the cops are trying to arrest the guy for a, an illegal gun possession. So this is a legitimate charge. This isn't a guy like drinking a 40 on the stoop there. They're arresting him for an illegal gun. And there's like 30 people surrounding them. And then take a listen to what starts happening. They start throwing bottles at them, glass bottles at the cops. So the cops are basically under attack. 
So there's that incident. Police ended up arresting six individuals for interfering with an arrest. Any cops get injured? No, that I know of. Seriously. Then there was another incident later that night where it's just two cops are trying to arrest a guy. We're still trying to find out what the guy was being arrested for. He's resisting arrest. He's kind of putting up his legs not to go into the patrol car. And then you take and then take a listen to this. I don't know if you can really hear it, but in the video, one of the cops, as he's kind of wrestling with the suspect, right. you hear another guy, like almost like a gun. And then the cop sees like, oh, my God, is that a gun or is he going for my gun? I mean, you, sh- you saw the video. I also right, showed it right, to Curtis. Right. And then the cop instinctually goes and jumps on the guy right. because he's like, my God, like is he, he going to blow him. the back of my head? Right. Blow off the back of my head. Right. So this is going on, like you said, Rudy, all over the country. There's a complete lack of respect and our cops, you know, cops are under attack. Cops wrestling with perps when they have guns in their holster is uh, uh, incredibly crazy policing. I mean, you're not supposed to do that. But he had because, no choice because the I guy know. he thought the guy was going to well, blow you know his head why? off from Be- behind. Because they can't punch the guy out. Correct. You should hit him with a nightstick. I mean, that's where the cop in the old days, which is only 20 years ago, instead of wrestling with the guy where the guy could take the gun and blow your head off. You hit him across the head with a nightstick, and you go, or in, or in the knees, and the go, r- guy go right down. Yeah, it should have been one cop trying to get the suspect into the patrol car, while the other cop kind this of stands a, guard and knocks people their kneecaps out. Plus, you know, plus there's some kind of a, a of a prohibition about not touching uh, the upper part of the body for fear of a chokehold. Right, it's called the diaphragm law. So the police, when they're apprehending a suspect, arresting them any kind of way, putting them in a patrol car, cannot put any type of pressure on the chest or back anywhere where there's the diaphragm. It became an overreaction well, I mean, that, to the George uh, Floyd murder. So, so now you can't punch somebody. Right. You can't hit him with a stick. Right. You can't uh, hit that one-third part of the body, which can be very vulnerable. Correct. So you have to, like, play football with them. You have to tackle them or grab them from the top or get involved in a wrestling situation where he can go for your gun. He can go for the mace. He can go for anything. Rudy, where is the police commissioner? Or he can take the knife and stick it uh, uh, in, your, in your leg. Where's the police commissioner? Where is Mayor Adams? Where's Governor Hochul? Uh, They are uh, not wanting to offend the woke people, not wanting to offend the civil rights people. They buy into the idea that the police were too brutal. And meanwhile, they're going to get cops killed. I mean, they are getting killed in record numbers all over the country. And it's a tragedy. And we've got more crime than we've ever had before. I mean, is that what we want? We want. And and this video will go be viral. It will go all over the country and nobody will come to New York. Right. Could you blame a cop if he says, you know what, I'm not even going to bother trying to arrest this person because I could get killed by this massive crowd? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the minute and the minute they make an arrest, the, the crowd starts to take up for them, starts throwing things at them, starts photographing them to try to show the bad part of it and cut out the part that that start, maybe the cop is hitting him at this point because the guy was trying to kill him, but they don't show the guy trying to kill him. It's a it's a terrible, terrible situation, and it's the reason why we've got about 10 cities on their way to setting a record again for violent crime and for murder. I mean, America is going is, to is, um, I mean, this is, this is an epidemic of crime all across the country. I mean, it's a, a terrible thing, and it's happening mostly in our cities. Commissioner Bratton in his op-ed in the New York Post, he said that only 3% of violent felons that were arrested last year actually served time. 3%. Well, that's the reason for the rise in crime. That, that, it's that percent that's not in jail that used to be in jail that's killing people, beating people, raping people, robbing from people, doing things like this. I mean, criminals are supposed to be in jail. You're not going to reform them out on the street. 
That's a totally ridiculous left-wing stupid idea. You don't want to give them a blankie and a bottle and say it's going to be okay? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to send <laughs> social workers into a domestic violence situation and say, please use your words. Right, the I violence mean, interrupters, yeah, like those two yeah, poor cops be- that were killed in East Harlem. Yeah, the guy, the guy is beating his wife with a, with, with, a, uh, with a hammer, and the social worker says, now that isn't right. You should be really using your words. But they're the victim, Rudy. That's the problem. Systemic racism. This is, it's, it's not right. That's why they can't be in jail. Well, somebody's got to stand up, and maybe it's Adams that's got to stand up and say that's bull. And, and he's got to pressure Hochul. We need Hochul. you back. Oh, my God. God, you would clean this up, this city up in 30 days maximum. Well, when we come back, we're going to have Eric Greitens, who today is running for the United States Senate in Missouri or Missouri. We'll find out how you pronounce it. And this guy is a, is a great candidate, America first all the way. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the second half now of the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we have on the phone the former governor of Missouri and the uh, Republican uh, candidate for for uh, senator. Well, in the primary, uh, I hope he's going to be the Republican candidate for senator. He should be. He was a great governor and uh, he'll make a great leader in the Senate for what you and I believe in America first agenda. So Eric, we're down to the last day, my friend. Hey, Mr. Mayor, it is great to be on with you. And yes, sir, we are down to the last. I was there with you in the beginning. And and, and I wanted to put you on just to say a few words. God bless you. And I hope it all works out well tonight. Thank, Thank you so much, sir. Yes, we are right here in Missouri. We're just down to the last four and a half hours. And it's great. Everybody is heading out to the polls. Tremendous grassroots MAGA support. People are fired up. This election is about MAGA versus McConnell. I'm the warfighter, the Navy SEAL who's had the backs of my people. And by contrast, our opponent, Eric Schmidt, who President Trump just blasted two nights ago, saying that he was running a campaign with great dishonesty in politics. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was about as strong as I've seen President Trump be. There was that little joke about two Eric's, but he made that clear pretty quickly. (laughs) You know, it is clear. And Donald Trump Jr. came out and said, we're talking about Eric Wright. You're damn right we are. We're talking about a warrior. We're talking about a Navy SEAL, not Eric Schmidt. We need a, a, a real MAGA warrior. So, yes, sir, it is, a, it is a very, very good day here in Missouri. All of our people are out. They're shaking hands at polls. They're on their phones. They're sending text messages. And anybody who's listening right now who's in Missouri, you have until 7 p.m. to get out, to get your Republican primary ballot, to vote for Eric Greitens in the United States Senate. Yeah, and call up your friends in Missouri. If you have yeah. friends in Missouri, tell them to get out there and vote for Eric Greitens. It's going to really make a difference. Look, we know nowadays— no matter where you're from, you affect the whole country. You know, yes, sir. you could be the one vote that makes a difference between uh, Schumer and somebody to replace McConnell. You know, right. Right. Uh, right. So we don't know. We think we're going to have a big margin, but it may come down to one and you may be the one. Yes, sir. So yes, please. Sir. And, don't. We, and we're going to do this, sir. We're going to we're going to win this primary. We're going to win this general election, and we're going to start to take back our country. Well, I can't wait to have you on when, when during the general election because there's so much to run on. Oh, my God. I mean, is there, this country needs to be saved, Eric. You know that. 
Yes, sir, it does need to be saved. And whether you're talking about inflation, the open border, defunding the police, their military disasters abroad, their crazy policies of sending $65 billion uh, to the Ukraine, critical race theory, the transgender nonsense, the left is actively trying to destroy the country. And you're one of the places that Soros... To take it back. You're one of the places that Soros and St. Louis targeted first with one of those... uh, 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 you know, pro criminal loving DAs, right? That's right. That's right. Kim Gordon, who, who framed, who framed you too, who went, in, who, who did to, did to you what the Democrats did to uh, to Trump. Exactly. Exactly. And they are completely not just corrupt, sir, but we have to recognize there's no other word for it. It is evil. Yeah. And they are turning murderers loose onto the streets knowingly. That is evil. We have to stand up and fight it. Well, you're the man for it. And if you're in if you're in Missouri, make sure you vote. If you're not and you have friends there, call them up and remind them, vote, vote, vote. If they haven't already, Eric Greitens can make a difference for sure for Missouri, but he's going to make a difference for the U.S. He's, he's really an exceptional candidate, one of the best. God bless you, my friend. God bless you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, sir. Talk Take to care. You soon. Well, I'm telling you, that's a real candidate. We got a couple that are we got a couple that are going to shine in the next Congress and Biden is going to <laughs> Biden's going to run away or something, go back to his hole wherever he does he have a hole or does he have a he's got something I don't know let's go to uh, let's go to um, Gary in Queens here. Hi, Rudy. Good to speak with you again. Thank you. You asked who hates America, and I sincerely believe that person is Barack Obama for four reasons. Number one, Bill Ayers. Number two, Jeremiah Wright. Number three, Michelle Obama saying, I never loved this country until my husband was there. And number four, Obama, when he's running for his first term, says, we need a civilian army. What does that mean? He started creating racial tension in the country. All these consent orders came in, all these limitations on the police. You keep pushing that more and more, and all of a sudden, 547 officers across the country are now taking orders from the federal government. Well, you can go back. And crime, because of Sololinsky and all the other things, he wants crime to be rampant. He wants there to be illegals. He wants drugs to come in because he hates America. Over a 1,000 sermons from Jeremiah Wright who said GD America. Ironically, the exact number, max 52 weeks times 20 years is 1040. Interesting number. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the thing. When I was um, private practice, he was president. I don't remember exactly when I did it, but I was speaking to a group of uh, political people in New York and I said, that uh, my feeling about Obama is he doesn't he doesn't love America. Oh my goodness, I was attacked as a racist and a, but I never I never really heard him say the things other presidents used to say, Democrat and Republicans. I mean, uh, uh, whether they're being sincere or they're not, and I think many of them are. Uh, particularly in the when you're in the White House, you feel this great love for America. I know Ronald Reagan would express it all the time, and Clinton would express it, and Trump would express it, and. Bush was a little more reticent because he was a little shyer about it, but he would express it. And the older Bush expressed it a lot. Uh, 
I'm just not used to American presidents being so cold about America and then apologizing about it so much and then having policies that were so destructive to America. And then I don't think we've ever had a bigger liar than uh, than Obama. I mean, with, uh, you know, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your you keep your health insurance. Obamacare is not going to cost any money. It's just going to bankrupt you. I mean, he was like treated like a prince and he took advantage of it. And um, now this guy, there's no doubt he hates America. I mean, he goes around saying we're systemically racist. You would have to hate a country that's systemically racist. How about we go to James? Hey, James. Yes, hi, Rudy. How are you? For all you that you've done, Ms. Mayor, and in the in the cause, I have a question to ask you. Do you think it's in the Chinese interest to make the Democratic Party look good, with this being perhaps a staged event or a planned event where Pelosi looks very good going to Taiwan? I wouldn't. I mean, uh, there's nothing I would put past the. Uh, the uh, machinations of the CCP and also their tie-in to the Democrat Party. It's sickening how uh, closely tied in they are, you know, with um, with Biden's 31 million plus from them. That's not the beginning or the end of the relationship. Uh, I can't figure out why the hell she's going there, uh, uh, you know, exactly why she's going there at this point. It does highlight the uh, failure to have a consistent policy, which is very, very dangerous. I tried to illustrate that. I mean, if, if Taiwan were to be attacked, according to Biden, we are committed to, to uh, attacking. And according to his administration, we're not. Well, which is it? I mean, we got Biden and we know he doesn't really. Do you think they let him have access to the to the button? I don't know. No. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't let him have access to the button. In fact, I wouldn't stay one minute in that White House without reporting him. Uh, I'd feel like I was an unpatriotic American if I didn't report the fact that the president of the United States probably needs his wife to feed him. I mean, the guy's a complete wreck. He's a complete, you, you see him walk out. He doesn't know where the hell he is. And I think sometimes he looks better when they pump him up. I mean, I don't know what they do. Maybe... Maybe that's why he wants electric cars. He's going to get like an electric booster that uh, keeps him going. I, I don't know, but the guy doesn't make any sense. This is a, this is a, this is a um, I don't know. But the Pelosi trip, I, I, I do grant you this, doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. And, I, and these people don't have good motives about anything. Uh, maybe maybe uh, the old man's going to follow up and try to get some money from Taiwan. Who knows? He may be coming in there later. For a big slush of money, which which they often, which she she and he often do, particularly, particularly in Eastern Europe and in the and in the and in the Middle East. I mean, that guy's hanging around um, all days, all those emirs offices, like with his with his uh, little can out. That's what we got. That's what we got for public officials. Marie. Mocha ice coffee. Mocha iced coffee? That sounds. Oh, I'm co- sorry. You get some for me, Marie. I could oh. use mocha iced coffee. I'm sorry. Don't get me like that. Come on, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. How are you? Come on, my mocha. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a baby. I just had a drive-through at McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I think that's I very funny. Two things. Um, number one, I think you are one of the bravest people in the United States. And the first now person, I now I love you. <laughs> and the first person is, of course, Donald Trump. Okay, I I still love you. <laughs> okay, yeah, and um, I just wanted to answer the question from yesterday. You had asked about who was uh, after the FBI, who had a greater organization. Yeah, who was the greatest police organization after the FBI? When the when the when the FBI was a police organization, now it's a part of the Biden state. It's the Biden state exactly. police. I, I consider them the Biden state police. Yes, I, I agree. Um, would it be the Mossad? Well, the Mossad now the Mossad's a little different. The Mossad's more like the CIA. Or a combination of FBI and CIA, because I don't think they make that distinction between domestic and foreign intelligence. So, you know, the FBI is two things. It's a criminal investigatory organization that investigates federal crimes only. And that's why it's only 14,000 agents. They only do federal crimes. There are 35,000 New York City police officers. Think about that. However, there's a separate division of the FBI the number of people in that division is classified, and they do intelligence work. So the CIA is not entitled to collect intelligence in the United States. It has to be done by the FBI and then shared with the CIA, and vice versa. The CIA is supposed to share what they get with the FBI. And often, I'm not saying now, but there have been times in which that has been a real problem. It was in the lead-up to September 11. They don't necessarily trust each other. Uh, so the Mossad, I would say, has to be put there as the number one intelligence organization in the world. Maybe, maybe the maybe the uh, the, the one in England would be right there with them. I don't think the CIA is in that category anymore. It once was, but after after uh, having Brennan completely denuded and turned it into a political organization. I don't. Uh, the, I don't. I don't know that the CIA has made any kind of comeback, and the FBI became a uh, an operative of the Democratic National Committee, trying to stop Trump from being president. And that's what all those whistleblowers are about. Uh, all of a sudden, whistleblowers are bad now. Remember when whistleblowers were great? When that guy was a whistleblower on Trump, and it turned out he was lying. Remember that the, he, he had a whole version of a conversation with. With Zelensky, that turned out to be a quid pro quo, that turned out to be totally wrong. Turned out to be Biden's conversation with the former president when he offered him a bribe. Yeah, this is really sad. It's really, really sad. Let me go to Allison. My friend Allison. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Allison. How are you? I'm good. I want to know how you're feeling since the uh, stents had gone in. Mostly there. I got probably... To the end of the month, before I'm 100, percent but still well, got. Well, you know, I've I've been praying for you. I can, my, I can. My, my entire parish has been praying for you. I put your name. Well, in that's our why prayer. I. That's why I feel so good. I mean, today I took a nice. <laughs> t- today I went for a checkup. I went to the doctor. I took a nice walk. I'm um, I'm able to go, go back on airplanes in September. Okay. And uh, and I can drive. I, uh, I I can't drive. Somebody can drive me. So. Dr. Yes. Maria gets the uh, honor most yes. of the time of, of driving me. And she's a great – I, I she, believe she's a, I know that about Dr. Ryan. She's oh. a better driver than I am anyway. <laughs> I have to call her Dr. Ryan. 
Marion or else her father is going to be mad at me. Right, right. So, um, so anyway, the reason I'm calling is uh, Al Zawahiri yesterday. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Um, That's good, right? Well, honestly, I almost cried. Happy tears. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, um, you know, I felt like he was the last guy left that I could have killed. And I, I really wanted to be the one to kill uh, Ben Laden. I, mean, I, I bet I, you were. No, no, I, I, I told Bush that. I asked Bush, would you let me uh, kill him? I wanted to kill him. I felt I could do it for this. I felt I could go as a representative of the city. You know, at least we got, at least I feel like now we have real closure. We we got al-Baghdadi, we got bin Laden, we got a, a whole slew of bad guys. No, that's good. Yeah. I like. And it's the first time I congratulated Biden. I, I you know, remember I he was against. That. He was against getting Bin Laden. He was. Yeah, I mean, is it the first, I mean, Gates is going to have to say Biden's been wrong about every decision about foreign policy, but I was right here. That's it. Well, basically, my personal opinion is that Biden was cajoled a little, perhaps. You think he knows who he is? Um. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I think he 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 might think his name is Corn Pop. But um, I'm going to no, ask you. I'm going to ask you to do some basic, really tough okay. journalistic research for me. I want you to okay, find okay. Corn Pop, and I want to put him on the air because I have a feeling that Corn Pop actually won that fight. Yeah, Corn Pop's hanging out with Bigfoot right now and the Loch Ness monster. So, well, it's great to hear Shut from up. you. Give us a yeah. call. We're gonna we're gonna be. Um, Give us a call tonight, okay? We're going to be taking a ride, all right? Yeah, you okay. know what? I do have to talk to you guys, all so right. I'll talk to you tonight. Take care. Right. Special, special person, Allison. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final words. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is the uh, Tunnel to Towers sponsored mayor's final thoughts, and the Tunnel to Towers is the organization that takes care of your obligation to the men and women in uniform who put their lives at risk to save us and to protect us, whether they be civilian like those police officers that Lydia was describing earlier who were abused and are, are, are fighting with one hand, if not two hands, tied behind their backs, or uh, the brave members of our military who have to go uh, to foreign lands and strange places and um, maybe never come back, or if they do come back, they come back uh, with less than all their body parts. Well, Tunnels to Towers takes care of the families of those who have lost loved ones by making sure they get a, uh, uh, a, a uh, the mortgage paid, the house paid for, other expenses taken care of, and they make sure that those who are seriously injured have homes in which they can have the maximum amount of attention. So please, donate $11 a month. It's not a lot. $11 a month to T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. And, and, and you'll, you'll feel better. You'll feel like you've taken care of an obligation you have, you know. And you have. So I want to talk uh, in my final words about something that you all, I think, have felt. You all know is going on. But we're getting close now to being able to prove it. So when uh, Facebook and Twitter and when Twitter throws the president of the United States off or uh, they throw somebody else off, one of my friends or anybody, you know, that thinks the way we do, uh, 
We know it's a violation of the First Amendment. So the, technically, technically, it's not because the only violation of the First Amendment can be done by the government. The government has to be the one that shuts you down, not a private person. But who says this isn't being done as part of a conspiracy with the government? Let me give you an example right now with Facebook, one of the worst of all. Facebook is now uh, putting a warning on people who say we're in a recession. Yeah. Now, the the fact is that uh, the common definition of a recession is two uh, consecutive uh, quarters in which GDP has contracted. We've had two consecutive quarters in which GDP has contracted. Uh, is it the only definition of a recession? There's never only one definition of any economic principle. Is it the one that's been used uh, uh, by the government uh, pretty much exclusively? Yes. And was it accepted, for example, in a video that's shown all the time by Bill Clinton, who define, asked to define a recession, says two consecutive uh, GDP uh, with uh, contra- contracted growth? So a a professor named Dr. Philip Magnus, who is a uh, um, the research and education director at the American Institute for Economic Research, uh, posted that we're in a recession, and he had posted next to it a notice that people who repeatedly share false information might have their post moved lower in newsfeed so other people are less likely to see them. Well, I mean, that is, that is accepting, for the first time, a new definition of uh, recession propounded by only the White House, the government. And this is not a conspiracy with the government to, to, to restrict free speech. They're not in, 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 in cahoots with the government. That whole, that whole, and here's where it becomes a, an unbelievable issue for us and our history. Wasn't that the way in which they cheated during the, uh, the, the election, the first uh, fraud that they pulled off in the, in the uh, being able to censor the hard drive? Extraordinarily, you, the American people, were deprived of the information of, of the involvement of the president in, in, in years of crime. And you elected a criminal to the White House because of censorship. Well, we'll have more about this and a lot more tomorrow. But meanwhile, this is still the greatest country on earth. God bless America!